Salutations! Welcome to Spiritual Blitherings, Philosophical Ponderings, and Everything Ramblings at the Hopeful Humanist Cafe. I am Lord Will II, and as you know, my dad is the Hopeful Humanist. This is a Just Some Guy production, and here we talk about the good life, obscure t-shirt ideas, novel first sentences, etc. stuff, and resources for your spiritual toolbox. Sit back and enjoy this one-take, blithering moment with all the background sounds of life. Peace out. Well, thank you very much, Woodrow II, for an amazing introduction to episode 30, Sleep is a Gift to Give Yourself. So today we have an introductory clip from my good friend, spiritual brother, Danielson. He was the generous contributor to our last episode in terms of the novel first sentence for us to consider, reflect, and think about. And today he has uh, decided that it's okay if I share a little clip from a file that he sent me in terms of a discussion that we, we've been having about sleep. So here's a, a thought from a good friend, Daniel's son, about something that he finds helpful in terms of helping him get to sleep. So take it away, Dan. The kind of last resort, uh, you know, especially with, uh, with work, I mean, it's uh, like there's that imperative of I have to get my sleep and, and the psychology of it. Uh, and that presents itself as an obstacle of you getting sleep, that, that desperation. But um, in my desperation. So, again, what was I getting at? Uh, so the, 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 uh, the last thing that I pull out of my toolkit of <laughs> sleep inducing tactics is um, I... I I have the the room somewhat lit, and uh, I, I focus on uh, something uh, in the room, and and I try to I'll, I'll in my mind I'll, I'll go through a a poem that I know very slowly, and I'll recite the poem uh, while my eyes are open, and then I close my eyes and I recite another poem, and so I I go through this thing of you know opening and closing my eyes for periods and, and it could be a mantra I'm going through in my mind or, or focusing or counting a number of breaths with my eyes open and and almost without fail it uh, my my eyes get so heavy that they just close and I, and I go to sleep and that, that's like the trigger of me getting to sleep I know it sounds crazy but that's Daniel Sun's secret soporific I think that's the word soporific sleep-inducing tactic. I will leave you with that. Well, there you go. I've got my Nespresso steamer going. In the spirit of this discussion, with that special introductory clip from my good friend Danielson. Thank you, Danielson, for sharing that last resort idea that helps you get ready for sleep. For a sweet slumbering sleep and uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about sleep here today but specifically my goal is to simply share a couple of resource links from YouTube that you could listen to they're like audio books to help you go to sleep there's some um, for adults and there are some for kids there are calm sleep stories for adults 
here the Norland Night Train, Blue Gold in Sacred New Zealand, and for kids, sleep meditation for kids, there's the Magic Tent, the Sleepy Sloth, the Sleep Train, Destination Dreamland. And I hope that they could be of uh, value and help in terms of getting to sleep. Dan did a great job of identifying this imperative that many of us seem to struggle with. This, Well, if I was to describe my relationship with sleep, I would be describing it as something that is desperate. My relationship is desperate. I desperately want sleep. And uh, it has also been... Sounds of life going on here. I'm just rinsing an espresso so that the uh, milk doesn't harden and create a film. Keep it clean. Keeping it clean. Eurocan. Eurocan used to be a company I used to work with, work at as a commercial manager many, many moons ago. And that was uh, the slogan keeping it clean. I just had a transportation, a moment of uh, being transported back in time. Okay, so we have the steamed milk. We have the ground cinnamon. Sounds of life. And I have two drink delights. I've got my steamed milk with cinnamon and I've got my usual, my customary dandelion root. And I thought that uh, in honor of uh, Daniel's son's suggestion that uh, I would share a poem. Yeah, hi, Lilu. I would share a poem today to... Um... Yeah, you like that idea? I think it's a great idea too now. I just don't know where I put the poem. So let me uh, struggle with that for a moment. Were you just taking a nap? Because if you were taking a nap, I know that uh, you don't struggle with that as much as I do. Yeah, it's true. Here it is. I found it. So, a poem. Daniel Sun says he's uh, tried a poem, recites it eyes open, eyes closed in a dimly lit room. And that has been the thing that helps him get to his sweet slumber. In a past episode, I mentioned uh, because I, you know, struggling with a concussion for a number of months that uh, out of a desperation to get better, I would do anything. Tichnat Han in his book, Happiness, where he identified how it's difficult to be mindful, suggested there could be benefits to hugging a tree. So I found this poem about trees. I've hugged a tree. Apparently there's some benefits in that. And uh, Daniel Sennett suggested that uh, reciting a poem through, in terms of a specific process has helped him get to sleep. So here, instead of a novel first sentence, we are going to do a poem today from Joyce Sidman. And then I will do the, um, the quote for the day. So what do the trees know? By Joyce Sidman. What do the trees know? To bend when all the wild winds blow. Roots are deep and time is slow. All we grasp, we must let go. What do the trees know? Buds can weather ice and snow. Dark gives way 
to sunlight's glow. Strength and stillness help us grow. I think that's beautiful. That is in Woodrow II's uh, preparatory A piano repertoire. That's what it's called, the name of the book. So we have um, from an audio book called What the Most Successful People Do Before Breakfast. Let me just uh, bring this back here, make sure I've got her name correct. Laura Vanderkam. So this is a good book too because it also relates to the idea of schedules and Laura Vanderkam is suggesting, this is just kind of a, a tangent, that uh, you know, in terms of your butter toast, you know, my butter toast waits for no one, that uh, creating schedules, uh, they help provide the scaffolding that we need to stay on track. And that many people, they're saying, well, I just don't have the time to do all those things. And this book is suggesting that successful people use their mornings in ways that other people don't. And that if you could get up a little bit earlier, while everyone else is sleeping and work out or do your emails, that you'll actually generate a sense of more time in your life. And that there could be a whole bunch of benefits if you give the morning a new look in terms of what it might have to offer. But in the book, and it's, I mean, it was about a, an hour or two um, listening to uh, in its completion, and it was, it was easy, easy listening. Uh, but she provided a quote from Sean Acor, and he is the author of a book called The Happiness Advantage, and he shares this thought. She quotes him as saying, what the brain focuses on becomes your reality. And because I was obsessing and I was desperate about sleep, it created a barrier for me to get sleep. So there had to be a point where I had to let go. And in terms of different discussions I had with my beautiful wife, she identified that, you know, maybe the idea that the ideas that you have about sleep, you're going to have to let go. And in a, a discussion with someone else about a whole different uh, um, topic, there was something that he mentioned, Bob mentioned, and, and it went like this. He says, when we create arbitrary dates or deadlines or goals for ourselves that don't fit reality, we create a false sense of failure. And so because I got caught up in this downward vicious cycle of uh, obsessing and being desperate about sleep and it creating you know, barriers because of that, I was making the sleep experience more difficult for myself than it had to be. There had to be a point of letting go. And for me, one of the greatest tools that I have used to try to help me reestablish my relationship with sleep is this idea of a nightly reciting the serenity prayer. So divine grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. You know, let help me recognize that if I if I can't sleep, that that rest is restorative and, and it's beneficial as well. And that if I do certain things, they could increase the likelihood that I'll sleep or they can 
increase my appreciation for rest in and of itself in terms of its restorative capacities. There is, for people that, you know, for listeners that thought I was going to talk about different theories of sleep, as I'm not going to do that, I still want to provide a link. And, and the link is to a TED Talk by Russell Foster. He has a TED Talk entitled, Why Do We Sleep? He notes that we spend 33% of our lives sleeping. He's identified that there are three kind of different theories that explain what sleep might be about. One is that there's a restoration hypothesis. It's something that allows us to restore our minds, our brains, our bodies after we've you know, pushed ourselves through a day and all the effort that thinking and moving our body through the world entails and requires and because we're drained at the end of the day. Um, some, this, there are theories out there that suggest the reason we sleep is so that we can restore our bodies. There's another theory about energy conservation that because we need to conserve energy so that we can continue to meet the demands of life, uh, sleep is something that we do. Russell believes that there's not a lot of support for that position, but um, perhaps it's neither just one of these theories in terms of uh, why do we sleep. Maybe it's all of these theories working in combination with one another. And the last one is about brain processing and memory consolidation. He believes that there's a lot to be said for that one. That, you know, throughout the day we have experiences and in order to consolidate memory about meaningful experiences that we can then uh, use as uh, information about how to navigate the world, that sleep's very important. And he identified that there are studies that suggest that in terms of novel um, solutions to um, complex problems, sleep is an essential aspect of that solution generating process. So if you want to learn more about theories of sleep and the benefits of sleep, you can go to that YouTube link. I'm not going to spend any time having that discussion. My goal is to identify that there's something that I've been doing in addition to steamed milk, in addition to the serenity prayer, and, and that has been going to these audio book-like YouTube story clips that have helped me at night calm down and get ready for sleep and that maybe they might help you. In addition to that, there have been a number of audiobooks that I have also been enjoying and there are three of them in particular. They're easy listening. Um, the one is, as I already mentioned, what the most successful people do before breakfast by Laura Vanderkam. And there is another one called self hypnosis. And this one, let's figure out who this author is. She, her, um, Linda Hudson. Now this one is a 33 minute listening to, and she has a nice calm voice and basically um, by focusing on your breathing, by visualizing a, a, a mental countdown from 10 to 1, and then creating a, a moment of, of, of quiet reflection where you do some intention setting, she suggests that there are some relaxing benefits to this self-hypnosis self process um, in terms of 
getting relaxation and sleep. So I've, I've listened to her uh, book many on uh, many occasions over the past number of months. I continue to go in and uh, renew my borrowing privileges um, at the, my local library. The other one that I think is worth listening to is called Making Space by Thich Nhat Hanh. And he's identifying that instead of taking pills, uh, this is his suggestion, um, that what we might want to do is to put more effort and energy, and once again, it's hard, into mindful relaxation. And he focuses on the body scan, where you go through uh, an awareness of the different parts of your body, you, you, you're breathing in, you recognize that part of your body, or if there's a tension in that part of your body, and then you smile to that part of your body. So to, to give an example, it would be something to this effect. Breathing in, I'm aware that I'm breathing in. Breathing out, I'm aware that I'm breathing out. Breathing in, I'm aware of the tension in my body. Breathing out, I release the tension in my body. Breathing in, I calm my body. Breathing out, I smile to the world. There's another little quote that he uh, has made mention of in, in, in two different books. Um, so the making space that I just mentioned and also when I did the episode on mindfulness is hard, the happiness uh, book that I uh, referenced. He suggests that uh, we're, we're too busy, we're constantly busy, we need to learn how to slow down and that one of the things we need to do first is to just stop ourselves, just stop and, and become aware of the breath. And the breath is what links the mind and the body together. And uh, that when we do that, we can kind of recognize our monkey mind realities. And uh, he, he says, usually what we're encouraged to do is don't just sit there, do something. And in both of the uh, books, uh, he has shared the reminder that maybe what we really need to do. And, and this could be something that if, if we do it throughout the day, could actually perhaps help us at sleep time. When it's time to finally start decompressing and relaxing and getting ready for bed. Um, his encouragement is, don't just do something, sit there. Like a, like a strong encouragement that it's not always about doing, but perhaps we need to be doing a little uh, more of this just being. Right? So check out those resources. I think that could be really helpful. And uh, for kids too that get stuck and have different things happening in their minds at the end of the day, uh, they have their uh, relative struggles as well. And perhaps it, perhaps it helps. And, and if not, maybe share it with someone else because it, it might be something that can benefit them. In my next episode, I'm going to give a little more food for thought in terms of uh, Daniel Sun's novel first sentence in the last episode. 
I've, uh, you know, if someone's going to share something of themselves, I, I think, you know, one way of honoring that is uh, giving some time and, and uh, creating some space to reflect. And uh, I really appreciate his uh, sharing. And what I will say, that's kind of a little bit of a teaser, is I find that there's a, a great way of giving um, a kind of a, a background flavor to that quote by linking it simply to some of the ideas in the happiness curve by Jonathan Rausch. So thank you for joining me for another blithering moment, a tip of the iceberg conversation about some of the things that I've been doing to help me sleep and hopefully I'll be helping you as well. And uh, it looks like I got company, so I, I guess it's a good time to say fare thee well for now. Peace. <laughs>